Welcome to Belfast, dedicated to those deconstructing or reconstructing their faith. Uh, I wanted to give a little life update, tell you guys what's been going on for me as of the past few months while I've been inactive here and kind of some of the plans for the future. So uh, I have enrolled in seminary. I just got done with my first semester. Uh, in a few days, I will start my second semester, which will be my summer classes. And if I can do that, if I can do three classes every semester for three semesters year round, I will get done in two years. So with all that happening, uh, me interning at the church, uh, getting to do some stuff with Alex, and then me finishing up my bachelor's, deciding where to do my seminary degree, and then enrolling in school and getting those classes started, and then moving. I moved to Springfield because I'm going to AGTS which is Evangel's uh, Seminary. Um, I have not been able to do uh, much outside of those things, but I am wanting to get back, wanting to get back into it and uh, get very serious about uh, this content. And the reason that I've been wanting to get serious about this content and why uh, I you know, just dropped more money than I should have on a new camera and I've been uh, reading during my summer break that was 10 days long quite a bit uh, is, is because I've realized something. I, I realized something over the past month or two because um, I initially I had a conversation with Alex. We were sitting there. I hadn't decided where I wanted to go to seminary yet. I was sitting there with Alex and I was about to head to Springfield to visit AGTS for the first time to talk to um, Nick, who was the enrollment guy to get some info to understand, you know, what it was, what the program was like, uh, kind of what it would require for me. And it was either there here at HTS or at the Nazarene seminary I wanted to go to. I mean, and we're just talking about why would, why would you do this? Why would you get your degree? Um, you know, why wouldn't you just sit and read a bunch of books and gain your knowledge that way, which might be a way to go in the future along some other paths, which I'll bring up here in a second. But as of now, to be any kind of scholarly voice in the church or outside the church, who hold any kind of position of teaching in the church, uh, I think rightfully so, qualification is needed. And that part of that means having some kind of degree. And so me and Alex were like, you know what, if it's five or 10 years later, it might not be the reality, but as of right now, you're going to be in that position, you got to go get your master's at least. And we talked a lot in that conversation about, you know, for people like us who are keenly interested in these things, who want to study the Bible deeply, is it, is the answer either you don't or you pay you know, 30 to $50,000 to go get your master's degree? Isn't there anything in the middle? Isn't there anything for the layperson to go and study the Bible uh, in some different ways than just that? Uh, and that that question stuck with me for for a while. I thought about it a lot, and that became my answer when you'd introduce yourself to the class and people would ask you, like, "Hey, uh, why are you? You know, what degree are you getting? What do you want to do with it?" My answer would be. Well, there seems to be this gap between what happens in scholarship and then what happens for most church people on Sundays and even what happens in the pulpit. 
how do I bridge that gap? How do I bring those back together? Because there's so many wonderful and interesting things going on in in scholarship that don't get talked about in church, that don't get talked about from the pulpit, that your average person isn't learning. At least it used to be that way. And so I thought, how do I bridge this gap? And my thought was, well, I'll teach. My, my answer, my answer still is I want to teach. And it used to be, I want to teach at some school. I want to teach, you know, at some Christian high school or at some university, a seminary or, um, you know, religion classes at a college or teach, uh, you know, like undergrad at a band or whatever it may be. But I was like, I want to teach. I want to be in the classroom. I want to have that kind of classroom setting. And then the more I thought about it, the more I thought about my heart for people in the pews and not even just students. Uh, I said to my friend one day, Will, I was like, hey, think about it this way. Say your mom was like, Will, I've really been reading Romans recently. I think it's super interesting. I'd love to dive into it more. Does your church offer any kind of like program for for her to get that get that kind of teaching, get the kind of learning that isn't the Sunday morning sermon? And the answer most likely is no. So I thought about that a lot, and I was my answer transitioned to, okay, well, no, I'd want to do this for people in the church. I'd want to do this in a church setting, more or less, do something like a Sunday school, but teach it like a class, like a like a, you would teach in a college classroom setting. And I thought that was really cool. So I, I'm not even against that anymore. I, I think that would be really awesome. And then I kept looking at things that were happening. Kept looking at things like the classroom that Bible Project just started. The fact that Michael Heiser has his uh, school training program in Tampa. The fact that N.T. Wright has his um, has classes on his website as a consequence of his material. Now I'm not there. I'm not that. I'm not a scholar yet. I'm not at that level. Um, hopefully one day I can get there. But I kept thinking about that. Those things kept churning over and over in my head. And then I found Paul Vanderclay's YouTube channel. If you don't know who that is, he does uh, commentary videos, a lot of stuff for Jordan Peterson. So if you know me, you know I'm I'm into that kind of thing. Uh, and then he'll just post stuff. Uh, kind of randomly, his thoughts, um, his channel is thinking out loud, which I was like, yes, I like that because that's a lot of what I try and do here. So I'm sitting there one morning eating breakfast, watching Paul Vanderclay, a pastor from California, on some video. I don't even remember what it was. And he's got like, you know, just under 20,000 subscribers. He's not super big, but he's got an audience and he's got people listening. And I thought he's really, I think he's really interesting. I'm sitting there eating breakfast. I'm watching this video on my phone and I, something about that moment, it just clicked in my head. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I've thought about it wrong. This thing that I want to do, this bridging of the gaps, it's already happening. It's just on the internet classroom and he writes programs Heiser's putting out his podcasts that are basically research papers for every episode 
Paul Vanderclay is making commentary videos about Jordan Peterson gaining viewers. Even me in in the humble beginnings of Belfast, you know, was a Lewis book club and it kind of turned into that again. Uh, then it was just general conversations around deconstruction, reconstruction, which it still is. That's still my heart. I think that's also why I want to help teach people in the church, not even just students, because I know watching my mom go through her deconstruction, reconstruction with, you know, things like the Bama podcast and different things that I've been able to introduce to, you know, books like uh, walking in the dust of Rabbi Jesus, sitting at the feet of Rabbi Jesus, all this stuff. And it's so encouraging. It's so refreshing. And those things wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for the internet. And if this is my goal, I would be a fool not to get involved, not to participate. So that's what I want to do. I'm, I'm, I'm bunkering down. I'm saying... I have some time to do this now. I have some more resources. I have the, the drive, the push now. I've seen some things. I've had my revelation about the necessity of this. And so I'm going to get to it again. So what am I going to do with that? Well, uh, during my time off at the end of the last semester, even, uh, I've been reading a lot of Lewis. Uh, I've read you know this biography here by uh, Roger Green and Walter Hooper. Uh, and then I'm reading, I'm almost done with uh, McGrath's biography. I'm about 100, less than 100 pages left. So I'll be, I'll be getting that done here soon, in the next day or two. Um, and then my plan is to go through uh, Surprised by Joy, talk about Lewis's conversion, some of the things that led to that, um, try mixing in some other content as I can uh, in that discussion. And uh, then on the podcast side of it, so those are going to be for YouTube. Some of them probably will get posted to the podcast anyway, because, you know, I'm just kind of throwing things at the wall at this point, figuring what works. Um, and then on the podcast side, though, specifically Alex uh, Smith and I, the one from the uh, Fundamentalist episodes, uh, are going to go through Heiser's uh, work, uh, The Unseen Realm, because I think that is utterly important right now. It's something that, that is new to me and has so utterly changed how I look at the Bible. And again, I'm just wanting to share with everybody the things I'm learning. This is me thinking out loud, me thinking out loud with other people. That's why I want to have conversations. Conversations on the podcast, conversations with you guys as I make videos. So yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to enter in this space. Um, and some of that takes a certain focus, takes a focus on specific topics, focus on specific people, focus on specific books. Um, you know, and that is all to say I will still be, you know, in summer classes and classes this fall and all of that. So, yeah, it's not going to be without work, but I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm, I think I'm ready uh, more than I was ever before uh, to do this. Uh, I have more drive for it than I do did you know, even a month ago. Uh, and uh, in terms of the focusing, I just want to, maybe this is, is going to get spliced and maybe I'll make this into a separate video, but I, I think I'll also just leave it here. 
uh, I've been thinking a lot about people, people talk about you can't choose uh, your family, but you can choose your friends. Um, and often for me, it's my friends are my family. Um, but I, I've, I've been thinking about this, this in a different way. I've thought, are you, can you choose your influences? Can you choose the things that, I think, yes, you can choose your influences, but can you choose those things that like just seem to capture you, seem to draw your attention? At some level, I, I don't know because it's a mystery. Why, why does something grab my attention and something else doesn't? I think a lot of that has to do with personality. Some of it has to do with time. There's so many things in there in that swirling around that like once that thing grabs you, it's, I can't explain it. I don't know how to describe it. Again, some of it has to do with time period, when you find it, who recommends it to you, uh, why you click on it, why you pick it up, why you read it, all of those things. So I've been thinking about that. And I've been thinking about that because two people have really grabbed my attention. They're both dead. They're both uh, my dogs, my dead old guys, um, masterful theologians. Uh, it would be C.S. Lewis, obviously, and um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And I can't exactly tell you why. I think I can describe to you more why Lewis grabs my attention. His mix of the rational and the imaginative is, is necessary, right? Especially right now where culture is in America, where Christianity is in America. I think it's absolutely vital. So I think Lewis for his theology and his perspective grabs me. And Bonhoeffer for his life, just the strange and utterly interesting, um, deeply profound thinker that he is, uh, just grab my attention. And I can't explain to you why. I don't, like, I, I think I just kind of did, but more than that, I can't say. I just, all I can say is they grab, they grab me in a certain way. And, and I can't shake them off. And so I thought, well, why? Why try to shake them? Why, why not just kind of accept it and see what happens? Right? Peterson talks about this, about how you know, you're sacrificial whether you want to be or not. That happens in life with career, with, with a wife, with kids. Like Those are sacrifices you make whether you like, think of them that way or not. But that happens with the movies we watch. That happens with the people we read. That happens with the, the, the general like, uh, genres that we even read. Like I, I'm, I'm so willing to you know, compress myself in my fiction, right? I, I'm a big, big King fan. Love Stephen King. Like half my shelf over there with all my fiction books on it is Stephen King. And I've been that way since high school because he grabbed my attention in a certain way. And I couldn't explain why. I just knew I had to read him. Um, and maybe if you guys want some explanation on that, I can I can tell you that's maybe for a separate video. But I'm, I'm so happy to constrain myself like that for for my fiction but for my my theology for my nonfiction, it gets harder for me i don't i don't know like i it, it's tougher for me to accept those kinds of confines but but yeah man this happens in every way right like i i sacrifice 
if I was just going to read whatever's at my fancy, I would be sacrificial to whatever was at my fancy at the time. And over the past few months, I've just been like, no, I'm reading Lewis and Bonhoeffer for my theology outside of class, of course. And that's it. And I hope through that tight, tightly constraining of my, of my interest, of my attention, that I will come out the other side um, better for it. And I don't know. So it's going to be like Bonhoeffer, Lewis, and Heiser, like the content around this channel, this podcast. And then whatever I'm studying for class, which might seep into here at some points. But if those things, those people, those ideas sound interesting to you, come join me as I, as I learn, as I try and give all the, that learning away. So yeah, can you pick your influences? Can you pick what grabs you? I don't know. But I'm at the point where I've stopped denying it. where I've stopped trying to be all-encompassing in my study because I can't. I'm only one person with so much time, with so many interests, with so many things. I can't. But hopefully in my, in my tight constriction of study, my deep learning, I can learn something in a way that somebody else can't, and I can give that away. Maybe somebody else wants to say something different can intersect what I'm doing with something they're doing and give it to people that wouldn't have it otherwise. Because everybody can find themselves at some level. You have to. It's impossible to not. Yeah, it is what it is. So Louis Bonhoeffer, Michael Heiser. Unseen realm. Surprised by joy. And then we'll get into some, you know, I must do like a beginner's guide to C.S. Lewis or something like that afterwards. So that's that's the plan right now. That's the life update. That's the plan for, for what's going to come down the pipeline here. Come on the channel. Come on the pod. So if you all want to join me in that, join me in this learning process, think out loud with me. Think with me. Please do. Please do. And as always, I hope it's insightful. I hope it's fruitful. I hope it's constructive. And I'll see you guys soon.